One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. This episode of Palapalooza is sponsored by Rock and Roll San Diego. Rock and Roll San Diego offers rehearsal rooms, video production, recording studios, lessons, rentals, repairs, and more. A big thanks to Shannon and the crew at Rock and Roll San Diego for teaming up with Palapalooza. Learn more at rockandrollsandiego.com. Urethane, welcome, dudes. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, dude. Thank oh, yeah. You. We got the whole we got the whole band here this time, folks. How's it? We're rocking out to your new uh, music video for Inheritance featuring uh, Jim from Pennywise. We were chatting about that off mic. Shot by Mario J. Rivera, who's uh, behind the scenes today, along with uh, Megan, Steve's girlfriend. Shout out to you guys. Hello. Hello. You just released that music video shot at Soma, right? Soma San yeah. Diego with Pennywise. You guys were jamming that night with Pennywise? Yeah, it was their, uh, f- what, 45th anniversary? 35th. 35th? 35th. 35 years. 35, yeah. Incredible. Hey, thanks for bringing up Soma. Now they'll charge us for filming that video there. <laughs> we appreciate that a lot. That's why I'm here, bro. <laughs> How was it uh, getting Jim on the track from Pennywise? Uh, it was a lot easier than right. we thought. You know, um, been friends with that guy for a long time, just doing Vans Warp tours right. over the years, and I've actually uh, sat in on a few songs playing bass and playing guitar with them. But uh, Jim's part of this collective that I do now called Punk Rock and Paintbrushes, so I see him a lot more. Nice. And uh, you know, it was just it was just kind of one of those things when we were doing the album. It's like let's get some hype behind the album. Let's try to invite some some guest singers just to help you know hype it up and and he was one of the guys that i felt compelled to reach out to and he's like oh he was down cool so and that was that was dropped in august right so we're going september so we're going on what four months what's your favorite song off the full length it changes weekly it changes weekly um, what is it this week for me it's carousel i i really dig that song I think the underdog's coming in for me lately. I'm a, I'm a cut the rope fan lately. I'm a, I was gonna say high science. I like that one too. I, I, I dig that one. I, I don't know if I have a favorite. It's like your kids. I you love know? them all. You can't, you can't just pick a favorite, but right. you know, high signs. <laughs> but <laughs> Carousel sticks out to me along with your singles that you released. I think there's a reason that you released those as singles, right? Wyoming Gravity. But Carousel seems to be a pretty personal song right tim you wrote yeah, all the yeah. lyrics for that i think yeah a lot of them are pretty personal but yeah um yeah carousel is about a a family member so about your own family member yeah okay um so yeah it was pretty easy to write <laughs> it's one of those uh, i guess you'd call it a, a metaphor right it is exactly <laughs> is that the word without dropping a name yes it's a it's but, a story about a person yeah cool and wyoming's good who's from wyoming uh, I was born there. You were? I was, yeah. And promptly left after I was about six months old, so there's not a lot of history in Wyoming, but again, it's a metaphor for like returning to, just like giving up and returning to a place that you feel like you belong. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like going to one of those states, especially during COVID, with a little more space, you know? Yeah, exactly. One of those kind of, like, romanticized western states that... It's just you and the buffalo. Exactly. <laughs> just Roman. That's where he's going to retire. Is that right? Uh, Roman? He's going back to Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah I have to now. He says it like a hundred times. You're singing back. choruses about yeah. it, bro. You, you might as well eventually Got go it. back there. We're brainwashing him to, to go back to Wyoming. We do acoustic here on Palapalooza, so you guys are going to uh, perform a couple acoustic songs. What songs? Um, we're going to do Carousel, and we're going to do Avalanches. Sick. Very cool. I love M- it. Minus Toby. Yeah. Course. Minus Toby. Yeah. Chad will be filling in for Toby. On, on Maybe we'll FaceTime him or something. <laughs> <laughs> What does the name Chasing Horizons mean to you guys? There's a line in Wyoming that, that talks about like Chasing Horizon, and we've, we've spent this last year just kind of pedal to the metal with everything, and even leading up to the album, it was, it was just hectic. There was, there was a lot of things that were coming in the future that we, that we were essentially chasing after, chasing after the album recording, getting that out, shows coming up, things like that. So it kind of just hit home with, with the journey that we were on that we were just out there going. And, you know, we, we all get this opportunity again to, to play music with friends and just kind of run out to see where it takes us yeah this all happened so quickly sorry go ahead no i was gonna say like and and a lot of things you know that people view are far away from you and it seems like it's really hard to get there but if you you know persistent persevere um you can get to that that horizon that you're looking at so far away you know and and i think that's what this album represents for us um because we've worked so hard to be where we're at now you know and it's not just this year um it's it's all the things that we've put into it you know for me in the last 50 years you know of of being a musician and and doing the work you know going on tours playing really crappy little clubs for like 20 people backyards you know touring in small small vans to like you know just what small bands do, you know, to try to try to make try to make it on the radio or try to make it as a as a band, and I feel that this band is is reaching that that place. Yeah, the, like twenty twenty one was was pretty gnarly as far as like it was everything was just a mile a minute. Um, starting like in January when Chad came on board, we I think we had. I'm, I'm sure you guys already talked about this, but we'll talk about it again. Um, sure. As soon as Chad came on, we we had the opportunity to go with Cybertracks, pretty much. So, like that afternoon, and, we had and that was practice. Chad's first practice. So, everything, Chad brought that to the table. Everything started right from that moment, and uh, you know we had to prep for a record as soon as you know our fourth member joined the band. So like we just hit it like every or twice a week. We were just like writing, 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 writing because we had a deadline. Um, as soon as all of that happened, we're playing shows and trying to get a band off the ground, as you know, is like there's other things involved. There's merch, there's all of those things that we've we've done pretty quickly. Um, so it's a good synopsis of everything that's happened in this band is like just chasing every single day. So, um, yeah, we've had a list of deadlines since we've started. 
like it was certain uh, like we talked about the other the day on another show it was uh you just have this next little peak that you have to hit and then by the time tuesday rolls around you've got the you've got something on thursday that has to be done a certain way and since we started we were very militant about uh, these are the days we're getting together and ahead of schedule this is what we're going to work on this day this day it's already it's already planned out so there's no zero time to waste if any of us would have missed two weeks of any of the rehearsals for the record we finished the last song the night before we went in inheritance in fact inheritance in fact so we were going i mean we were on it and uh to me the biggest part um that i worried about is i'm i'm a huge like fan of seeing bands that have that stage chemistry with each other we had to learn that afterwards i didn't know what it was like to play live with dylan or steve they didn't know what it was like to play with us i played with tim so i i i I understood him but i think that was the biggest thing that i worried about and then uh the first time we actually played in front of people was for a small memorial show as soon as we started I look over, I'm like, Steve's my guy. <laughs> because you know, same kind of personality. We've kind of feeding off each other, rocking out with each other. Great. Not your guy? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 turn around. Well, no, you got to stay focused. You got business. Tim and Dylan are insulted. No. no, the same thing with Dylan. There's huge you know, you lock parts up of the show where you turn around and sure. I get some Dylan time. But, <laughs> and it was like, soon as that was over, and I understood everybody's chemistry, the it's just been i was that was the biggest hurdle for me that was that was my biggest worry you could write the best songs but if it doesn't translate live with the chemistry and relationship on stage and everything else it just and that's a good point because you know so many bands and as you know you join a band and you play for three four years before you do anything you Mm -hmm. put anything worthwhile out and we've been doing this all backwards you know and it's (laughs) it's been something that's been a wild ride but to chad's point you know we didn't know each other well starting this and so we've all grown to be this really tight close-knit unit over this last year because of this this wild chase that we've been on sure yeah we were writing mostly steve steve was like idea after idea in the studio with like writing melodies and writing different hooks and stuff uh, for his guitar parts so we spent so much time just doing takes of parts like building parts that we were actually still in the studio when we did that first live thing so we had to figure out like oh we've played these parts over and over again but we've never rehearsed them like we just did them in the studio so we got to figure out how to do this live real fast (laughs) you know like we we had to learn to be able to do it on the fly in like a couple days right before we like stood in front of people for the first time it was fun yeah I had to go back in the studio and, and learn all the parts that I wrote in the studio because I didn't know them. <laughs> but it was cool because I took advantage of a situation that of just sitting there and listening and, and just thinking, like, I can add something to this. You know, and, and when you have two guitars, it's really good to kind of feed off each other and, and play separate things instead of playing the same thing. I mean, it's definitely more powerful powerful when you're playing the exact same chords but when you can add a little bit of melodic tone to it um i think it just enhances the song and i believe that that that's what is making the record you know 
that more melodic is just adding that. You know, we got yelled at a few times trying that. A few. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the couch with the acoustic guitar, and then these guys are recording things, and like Cameron's like, "It was the beginning of our stage chemistry." Turning around, like, <laughs> we're still doing that. <laughs> you mentioned Cameron, Cameron Webb. I think we got to shout him out—a a legend, uh, of course, right? I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> he won an Emmy working with uh, Kelly Clarkson, I believe, right? But he's done all sorts of punk rock bands, Aquabats, Pennywise, uh, Social Mofets, D, Megadeth. Motorhead. Yeah, his resume is intimidating. I tried yeah. to memorize all the bands, and it's it's crazy because like when we were looking for producers and stuff, we would go and look at their resumes, and Cameron's name came up, and it was like, oh, that was a huge record for me when I was a kid, and that one, and this is the one that brought me back to liking this band, and like it was just hit after hit after hit after hit, and we've become decent friends with them, and it's cool to see him out at shows where he's got multiple bands that he's worked with, and he's just got such a good reputation. He's such a cool guy that everybody loves him, and it's 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 rad that we got to do that with him. Were you guys all in studio with Cameron? Yeah. It's such a COVID time, you never know these days. Was Jim in the studio with you as well? Jim no. Not. Jim and Toby were not? Toby came in. Toby did. Uh, Jim recorded his at home and, and sent it in. How was the vibe of Cameron's studio? Super chill. Yeah, it's it's uh it's awesome. Just a good. I mean, as a singer, I, I I like a vibe. Yeah. You know, I feel like it inspires you a little bit. He's um, got all kinds of toys everywhere and stuff you can play with and tinker with, and it has like a real unique vibe. It's not it's not very like uh it's not that like. It's not sterile. Yeah, it's not that sterile, just room, 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 room situation. Right. That there's like cool '70s couches and just random guitars hanging everywhere and. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a super cool vibe. But to get back to like Cameron's roster I, and what Dylan was saying, what was cool is he did that first first uh, Tenacious D record. So he has a lot of the uh, dialogue papers, kick your ass. The, the back and forth. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. between the <laughs> like when you rad. when you walk in there, they're on the wall of uh, like Jack Black's parts and uh, Kyle Black, Kyle, Kyle Gas. Yeah, like he has love them. He has their dialogue parts still on the wall from there. From doing that first record, which is cool. It's a cool, like a uh, like a uh, sideshow kind of rock and roll hall of fame. <laughs> yeah, in, in there, there's a lot of cool stuff hanging on the walls. And uh, Lemmy's in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his ashes, like, literally, literally, his ashes <laughs> are in there when you first walk in. The studio. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Lemmy is in the studio. They're in a bullet, yeah. aren't they? Incredible. There's like a bullet, like you can wear it around your neck in a bullet if you yeah, want. Yeah, wow. ten of his best friends, his closest people, got like a bullet with piece of his ashes in it and like a little lemmy hat statue thing and it's uh it's right there no as you walk way. in the studio yeah. so when we met cameron we i mean yeah we saw his roster of all the albums he did so we didn't really know what type of personality he had you know and how he how it was going to be to work with him but um we got to know him and, and spent you know three weeks in the studio uh, very humble very friendly very um you know easy to get along with easy to work with guy and um it was it was a great experience to 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 do this album with him because he you know he made you feel at home there did yeah. cybertracks link you up with him or how did you guys link up with cameron yeah that was through jen abeta at cybertracks we had a couple i it was down to three producers that we kind of shared the same interest with us in the label that we were choosing from and um it came down to one that was in Fort Collins, Colorado, and Cameron. So at the end of the day, it was a uh, 
it was Cameron Webb first and foremost, and we can and Bill we could, Stevenson, could, right? Yeah, and and we could could we could commute. We could come home at the end of the day. It's like an hour away from our house. So instead, oh yeah, I was going to ask Scott, where, where is his studio? Santa Ana. Okay, cool. Yeah, so instead of being in Colorado for a month, we'd have Cameron Webb, and we could commute every day. So it was a, it was a win win. The album sounds great. Great, solid album, dude. I'm stoked for you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. You have Thank a you. lot going on. You have a lot coming up. Chad shared his calendar with me. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't even get through the whole thing. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's still stuff on there we can't talk about. But yeah, we have a bunch of stuff coming up. And we're going to some new cities and we're some new countries. And we're getting our passports ready. Do you want to yeah. talk about Tennessee? I think you have some stuff coming up there. Um, yeah, we're playing. Um, well, we're doing a, a Vans um, sales meeting, a, a sales meeting event. So, but we're also doing um, just a local show out there with um, a friend of ours who is putting it together. So we'll be yeah, just downtown Nashville. There's a couple dates I have down here. Correct me if I'm wrong. January 15th at the Commissary Lounge with Guttermouth, Raptors, Dogface Bastards. That's a free show. That's a free show. And then January 29th, I will be there. Uh, That's going to be at the Poor House. I believe that is 21 and up, right? Yes, sir. Uh, With uh, Bonneville 7, Corporate Citizen Nights Like Thieves, and uh, Decent Criminal. Yeah. All of our buddies. All of your buddies. Especially Nights Like Thieves. I'm going to be shooting some video for Nights Like Thieves. <laughs> Nights Like Thieves is amazing. Mario's right behind you. Say what up, Mario. He shot two of your videos. What do you want to say about urethane and working with these guys? Is Chad an asshole? Chad's great. Uh, I love the guy. And no, That's not what you said awesome earlier. Band. And uh, growing up skateboarding my whole life, I mean, Steve was definitely an idol of mine growing up. And... Yeah, these guys are awesome. And uh, I was surprised when I first heard him because I was like, who's singing? And it's like, that's Tim. I was like, what? Tim sings? And he sounds like that? I was like, geez, that's amazing. So I was pretty stoked. Dude, auto-tune is so great because I sound like Marge Simpson, actually, when I really say Really? This isn't your first band singing leads for, though, is it? It is, yeah. It is, wow. Yeah. I was in a band with him for a year. I had no idea he A, wrote songs or sang at all. He's just a... BJ he's seemed just to know. Yes, guy. BJ seemed yeah, to we sort of some songs together. quiet creator. Yeah. 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 So so I want to sort of get that from you, Tim. How how is this? <laughs> how is this, this for you? This is dude? amazing. I mean, this is like <laughs> kind of the dream come true, really, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I still have to sometimes I look at what's going on and I, I'm so busy like looking forward that sometimes I have to stop and look back and be like, this is an amazing band and, and I right. can't believe I'm in this situation. Um, yeah, I mean, Steve and I met like a little over a year ago and I mean, I literally like just sent him music because he, he posted an ad look, that he was looking for a singer in, in a band that he had been playing in for about a year and um, it was just kind of an impulsive move and i i had just finished i I was i wrote some songs and recorded them with jeff forrest who legend you know of course um and it was during covid so i was just like you know i'm just gonna write these and put it out just for kicks because nothing was going on at the time and um i had it ready to be loaded up onto social media platforms and all the digital platforms and that's when I saw Steve's post and um, I was like, I'll just send them to him and see what happens. And sure enough, he got back to me and I was completely surprised and um, we met up and talked music and decided to move forward with, with uh, the songs that I had written and continue to 
to um, to write some more on top of that. And shortly after that, I cold called Dylan out of nowhere. I, I actually, I, I talked to another guy that I don't know. And I was like, hey, do you know any drummers in North County? And he sent me Dylan, who I didn't know. And Dylan was like, yeah, I'm down to play. And so... I mean, this all came together. It was so weird. We got, I really got, I feel like I got lucky because all these guys are, they're amazing and they're talented and we're all like kind of on the same level musically. So there isn't like, there's no weak link, you know, we're just all, we don't really even have to talk when we write music. So it's really cool. And talking's good too, though. It's not, it's bit. not luck. It is. It is. <laughs> it's all choice. Steve, Steve got on me last time when, when I said something about luck. I said something about luck or fate, and uh, he quickly corrected me. Not a fan of luck or fate, I, I believe, right, Steve? Um, well, it's a fun word to say, you know. Um, it's an easy thing to say. It, yeah, right? but it's really, it's all really, it's really personal choices decisions that we, and decisions choices. we make, and, and we've all Craigslist. <laughs> Yeah, was it Craigslist where you guys linked up ultimately? <laughs> no, uh, Instagram. You saw his post on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah because Instagram. yeah, you know, because the singer is a make or break a band, you know, and um, I was just tired of just going to band practice with these guys and writing at least nine to ten songs and no singer. You know, I knew that was going to be a hard position to fill as soon as we found one, and uh, so. You know, Tim reached out. He sent me uh, a few tracks uh, through email. Played it to the other band. They didn't like them. I recall <laughs> you saying that. Yeah. And what uh, was a blessing in disguise. Totally. You know, and mm -hmm. so bottom line is like uh, Tim's choice to, to, to reach out, you know, was a choice that he made. And if he didn't, you know, have the courage enough to make that choice, we wouldn't be here with you with an album and with where we're at today. So, thanks, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Thank Tim. Thank you. It, was, it wasn't supposed to work, <laughs> Thanks actually. for being on Instagram, <laughs> Tim. Yeah. Yeah, no, and well, like, I mean, how we were talking about how, like, just, it was, like, one practice, then this happened, and then I come in, and then this happened. It's, it's just been this, like, tumbleweed of There's been a lot things. of saying yes. Like, I had a teacher way back in the day that would talk about, like, uh, networking situations, and he's like, just say yes. Doesn't wow. yeah, do, just exactly. say yes. Doesn't matter what yes, it man. is. Jim Carrey. Yes, man or not. It's, it's the kind movie. of thing where like, yeah, so, yeah. whatever happens, that could have fallen through. And at least he knows next time he's got something coming around, he can hit me up because I was down to do it the first in the first place. So it's all the choices that we've been making, just like getting getting to this place. And it's all been yes. Yes, we can do that. Yes, we can do this. Yes, let's try this. And it's been rad. Yeah, and, and from from the very, very get-go, there's been nothing that's been taken for granted. We've appreciated and just felt so great about all the opportunities. The one thing that I wish everybody could see, including Stephen Dillon, was our drive back from Santa Clarita after talking with Jen and El Jefe. It was three and a half hours of me and Tim looking at each other and going, oh. <laughs> like literally the entire way. Stop for coffee. We're in line for coffee. Look, he's like, that just that just happened. That's what's been happening and this shaking, entire like, time, like the whole way home. And then we're kind of texting them too. But still, like I got out of my, uh, I, uh, he dropped me off at my car at his house. We get there, <laughs> you know. It's the whole time since we started. It's just been like, oh my gosh, you, you know. So it's not like. Uh, 
And the whole thing's just been amazing. Our texts back and forth pretty regularly like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know a lot of musicians in, in the industry, so when I when our album came out, I played tracks to you know some of my f- favorite friends and musicians, and then I would send them the responses of these guys just to put a smile on their face. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> like, wild. The, the random morning message, you know, it's like, oh, the somebody from Rise Against likes the record. Oh, the guys <laughs> from Melancholy like the record. John Feldman text. <laughs> Chad, you and I have talked about this, but I mean, having Steve Caballero in your band, how is that for you guys? Pretty amazing? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Super amazing. Still can't it's like a it. half pipe. It has its ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like a carousel. Well, no, it's, uh, you know, it was a unique, unique situation, uh, like, like everything happening so fast and working right. together and writing songs. So um, it was, uh, I had to really th- think about my position as well. And like I'm very passionate about things, so passionate kind of comes across like this is how I want it to sound, or this is how I want it to be. So learning to write songs with you got these guys was it was very. I didn't want to come in too strong, even though I was very passionate what I was doing, and I I wanted to, them to to view me as as like on the same level, like not look at me as like what I've done in the past or who I am, but as a musician and what I can offer to the band. Um, but like with any band, you know, uh, working together and, and, and learning how to communicate your ideas across without becoming offensive is a very delicate thing, you know, because I don't, didn't know these guys personally. I, we're just in a band, you know, we're, it's a, it's a business and then it's almost like a. It was almost like it's a business before it's a friendship. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know. Absolutely. So we we've had to learn to become friends in this whole process. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are a business, actually. Yeah, we had a month of sitting on said seventies couch, learning about each other as we went. Well, and you know, it's um, Tim, I remember texting Tim early on. It's like, yeah, I think I got Steve Cab to play bass. It's like, yeah, fucking right. You know what I mean? And it just, Steve's one of those people that, like, like Mario said, you you just know him forever. You've you've followed his career and everything. So, of course, you don't expect that to actually happen. I remember pulling up to to the first time we jammed, meeting Tim, and then all of a sudden Steve pulls up, and I was like, sure enough, all right, let's do this. And it's still Man, one what, of what an elaborate hoax that would have been. I know, right? Just to be like, hey, dude, come play drums with me. But yeah, um, I was actually surprised that that when Steve um, was interested in, in the music because my history of knowing Steve is from the faction and from this band that he was in, and it was kind of more aggressive music. So. Um, which I love, but I don't, I don't have that kind of voice, you know? Um, so when he was like, yeah, I really like your music. I was really surprised. And you know, this whole kind of other side of him, I, I feel like is really cool. It's, it's like a, new, amazing a new side. avocado toast too. <laughs> so got a good salad. <laughs> now, you know, you know, your, your musical uh, taste changes, you know, and um, it's good to be very open-minded. You know, I think Toby Morris talks about that in one of his songs on his last album. Was like liking these pop songs that you're afraid to tell people, "Hey, I really like the song, but I have this image, but I really like this really dancey pop song, right. or and, rap song, and, or whatever." And you know? Jim Lindbergh, even he just came out with a like an acoustic record 
It's like which is amazing. You're not alone. No, got more friends than you will ever know. Yeah, so when like Jim heard our album, he's like, I love this stuff. He's like, This is this kind of stuff that I like. And I'm like, you know, guy you know, guy in Pennywise what what he plays, and he's like, Oh, I, I like what you guys are playing. You know, so it's kinda like I think he's in the same boat. It's like you know, musicians that are very open minded um, have a lot to offer as far as like not just being one genre or, or or being closed to just one sound, you know. So I think, you know, um it it's a good overall of what we've done in the past and then we're just bringing it all together. You know, yeah. There's so much. We have so much in common as far as our tastes go and what we want to do. It's it's so much on the same page. But if you listen to the record like on headphones, you can definitely hear three or four different styles in one. You know, like if you were to draw back and like just listen to the guitar melodies, you can totally tell it's Steve. Like it's, it's, that's like Steve's thing. I can hear Dylan play drums on anything and I know what his influences are and what he's into. And I, I come from like a hardcore background. So a lot of downstroking, a little bit of gain in there, you know, you, you can hear all those things together, you know, there's a little bit of everything going on in there. I was stoked when I heard it. I've been a friend of uh, Chad's for what, 25 years now and followed, followed Skip Jack and Skip Jack was a little harder, right? Yeah. Obviously your vocals were a little harder, but the, the melodies are good. The songs are good. Uh, I have to commend you guys on having a, a level head. You guys all seem to have good, a good head on your shoulders uh, about all of this. So uh, good job. No, no drugs, no heavy drinking, right? No. Just coffee. Not today. Coffee. Just coffee to power <laughs> you through. It's a little early right now. <laughs> coffee and avocado toast. Why, you got some? <laughs> you see that barn over there? Yeah. This is El Cajon. He, yeah, he was trying to get secrets out of us last time. He gave us white claws last time. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Trying to grease the wheels. Yeah, last night I'm like, coffee, bro. <laughs> Chad and I are rocking uh, some urethane half cabs. I do uh, definitely want to mention this. Uh, Steve, you're celebrating 30 years with Vans, correct? That is correct. Yeah. Congratulations. Nin- Thank you. 1992, the shoe came out, and uh, it's been in their line ever since. And we've had some great colorways, great collaborations with shops and, and different uh, artists. And this year, Steve Van Doren... Um, surprised me and the band of releasing uh, a half cab shoe with our logo on it and he only made 70 pairs of of those for us that's so cool that I have one. <laughs> Only yeah. for the inside circle. A lot, a lot of people don't want to wear them. They're like, I'm just going to keep them. You know? I thought yeah. about that. <laughs> I'm really, I uh, thought I'm about that. Framing another. <laughs> yeah. Any um, other sort of collaborations coming up with Vans or in mind? Uh, we have some really cool ones this year. Very cool. Um, I'm going to leak it out, but uh, one of them is a childhood hero of mine, and he did martial arts back in the... 70s and he made some movies oh shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) Steven Seagal (laughs) Jean-Claude Van Damme he actually didn't slick his hair back and didn't do the split between chairs (laughs) it's a half cap with a ponytail on it (laughs) but he's related he's related to dragons Uh, let's just say that all right I look forward to that Uh, and Steve uh, your art skills man you got some skills. You, you mentioned them last time, but I really 
I've had a chance to kind of look into your art more, and uh, it's incredible, dude. You, you truly you. have a talent for that. Thank you. Well, it's you know, it's just something that I do when I'm hurt, either when I'm hurt skateboarding or hurt sure. doing motocross. is a great creative outlet to do, and it's fun to be able to adapt that with the band, and, and these guys allow me to do some art for the band as well because, um, you know, it's just a fun process, you know, and it's fun to see uh, something go from pencil to paper to ink to the computer to actual product. And um, the latest uh, T-shirt that we have is uh, one based off a song that Tim wrote, uh, Love Letter Bombs, and we made a sticker and T-shirt's coming next. Are you using uh, Illustrator? Uh, Procreate. Okay. Uh, on my iPad. And that's, that's something that I've I'm not too familiar with. I'm very more organic with pencil and brush and everything, and uh, I had to learn this computer stuff, digital stuff, so it could translate well to printing. I mean, it's a very uh, easy way to to send out to um, printers and people who produce, mass-produce things. Very cool. Again, uh, January 15th, locally, Commissary Lounge. Is that That's up north, right? Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa, yeah, so Orange County, I guess that'd be considered, yeah, with Guttermouth and uh, January 29th at the Poor House. Uh, open mic, did I miss anything? Any Anything you want to say? Anything you want to promote? We're playing Sabamfest this year. Out in Austria. We're going to Austria to play Sabamfest. Wow. So that'll be cool. What month is that? Uh, July, that's the end of July. We're on the <clears throat> Flog and Molly cruise. That's right. At the end of March. We're playing acoustically and electric, which is going to be very fun. Yep. And so this will be ramp. practice today. This is practice today. We've been Every doing time a lot more uh, acoustic stuff recently, so we don't practice much for acoustic stuff, so each show is a... Yeah. <laughs> each show is a practice. Yeah. And Dylan, you, you have the cajon today, so we'll have a couple guitars, a bass, and a cajon. Yes, sir. And uh, some vocals. That's coming up here shortly. A couple songs. If you're listening, watch it on YouTube on our YouTube channel. Rapid Fire on Palapalooza, all right? Quick questions, quick answers. Lagwagon or no use? No use. No use. 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 Okay. Pennywise or Bad Religion? Ooh, you have to say Pennywise. Bad Religion. Uh, Dang, dog. Sorry, Jim. Bad Religion. Bad Religion, yeah. Hi, Jim. Pennywise. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite band? Pick one. Judas Priest. Descendants. Descendants. Metallica. Best skateboarder in the world. Esteban. Tony Hawk. Caballero. I did want to kind of ask you, Steve, is there a a younger kid out there that really uh, catches your your eye right now? The kid that was at our show last week. Joe Julian. (laughs) How about Megan? (laughs) She's up and coming. She's getting ready ready for Mega Ramp, she says. (laughs) I took her to Elliot Sloan's in Vista to the Mini Mega just to show her what it's like to stand up there and i go the meg ramp is like three times as big so <laughs> how, how uh, high would the mega ramp be well the 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 jump is 50 feet across and the quarter pipe's 28 feet high so the drop in is like three or four stories wow that's crazy have you ever dropped in on one i have at woodward i tried the is one it at woodward. gnarly it's way gnarly. It's like, picture bombing a hill on your street, and, and at the end, there's the a launch ramp at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Whee! No, this is how gnarly it is. So I jumped the one at, at Woodward like six or seven times, and I was knee sliding out. And I was going so fast that my ankle was speed wobbling as I was knee sliding, and I twisted my ankle. 
that's how fast you're going. Whew. And you don't want to put your, you have to wear gloves because if you put your hand down, it's instant burn. That's how fast you're going. So I had to wear gloves and I was in a t-shirt and shorts when I should have been all padded up, you know, so I could slide yeah. on it. It's one of the gnarliest experiences. I would maybe I try. try that with body armor. <laughs> yeah. Bob Burnquist wears body armor. I should just learn from those dudes. And Danny Way, you know, and I'm like. Yeah, they've got it in their backyard. Yeah, and, then I, and I see like Annie Mac with t-shirt and shorts. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be like Annie Mac. And that was bad. That was a bad choice. <laughs> Well, cool. This is definitely not rapid, but is there a uh, is there a best skateboarder in the world that you want to shout out? A Tony Hawk, man. I mean, not not. I mean, his talent speaks for itself, but just his personality and the humility he's carried ever since I've met him. As I mean, at one point we were actually the same height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like twelve, I was fifteen. We're the same height, and then he just sprouted. But um, right. I, I want to say Tony Hawk because just because of what he's offered. Not only his talent, but his heart and what he's given back to the sport. I mean, me and Megan just went to a documentary of San Diego, of San Diego skateboarding from the 60s to now. And to see what he's given back to the industry and to see like this map of the U.S. where there was no more skate parks around. They had all closed. I mean, obviously Kona was still there from Florida, but all the parks gone. And then all of a sudden, the Tony Hawk Foundation of um, supplying funds to help cities build parks, you just start seeing the, the, the stars and dots pop up, and it's now it's just full. The whole, the whole United States is full of skateboard parks, and that has to, to do with, with what Tony's offered and gave to our industry. Shout out, Tony Hawk. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, somewhat of a neighbor, right? Close to you? Yeah. Yeah, cool. he's in between me and McGill. Cool. Favorite show to date for Urethane? Soma. Soma, yeah. Pennywise. Yeah, Soma. Great crowd, great sound. Well, yeah, for me it was because the guy from Nights Like Thieves was there. Yep, exactly. Mario J. <laughs> Rivera, shout out! <laughs> Favorite local band? A band from San Diego. That's the worst question. Thanks, dude. Blink-182. Okay. <laughs> they're not a local band anymore. Yeah, they were now. a local band, they're still a local yeah, band. That's a debate. <laughs> Strike 12. Uh, toxins. They lo- they're not local. They're local. Nights Like Thieves. Hell yeah. Mario is on this, uh, the outskirts, singer of uh, Nights Like Thieves. He's going to be shooting a mobile camera of uh, our uh, acoustic session here. He's going to be uh, helping me out today. So Nights Like Thieves, check him out. Yeah, it'd be between Strike 12 and Bankers Hill. Bankers Hill, huh? Troy who I, Cook, who era I played Bankers for Hill. for a little bit. Troy little, Cook, era Bankers Hill. Little, yeah, really? You think so? <laughs> With the long hair. Best concert you've ever been to? What's the best live band you've ever seen? I saw Against Me at Chain Reaction 10 years ago, and it was insane. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Kiss at Dodger Stadium 1998 with Smashing Pumpkins in 3D. Epic. 1983 uh, on Broadway, Minor Threat, in San Francisco. When the mic broke. Did it? For Ian, and the whole crowd sang all the songs, and he was just kind of like... Steve saw Minor Threat. That's nuts. (laughs) Tim, for you? My first concert was uh, was Tom Petty, and it was a really good show, and I accidentally smoked a lot of marijuana, <laughs> and he brought a polar bear on stage, and it was the coolest thing I ever saw because he didn't acknowledge the polar bear, 
and the polar bear was dancing around and nobody everybody pretended like the polar bear wasn't there <laughs> and it blew my mind nice <laughs> can you confirm that the polar bear was actually there <laughs> it was a blue it was a blue polar bear we're still learning about each other <laughs> I, was, uh, I was 14 we should do that someday. Uh, like get just the polar bear on stage. Totally bro. sneak a polar bear. Next guide. time Mario has to film a live video, he'll do it in a polar bear suit. Take note. <laughs> do it. The polar bear was like in his face. He was just like, nope, there's no polar bear there. <laughs> That's rad. What's a worst show mishap? Any shit uh, gone wrong for you guys on stage? Oh, yeah. I've, uh, I lost my voice a few times. Like okay. three songs in. Our, yep. Our first big show, we. Uh, we got ahead of ourselves and forgot to line check and couldn't hear anything for three quarters of the monitors were pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, bringing a, uh, um, bringing a, like a, a little show flyer to a uh, Soma of our, of our, uh, <laughs> of our banner. banner. <laughs> our banner like was like this stamp. small. It was a post. Yeah. It was a stamp, right? Well, basically, As you can see like. in the uh, inheritance video. Yeah. You see, so you, you, you'll miss it cause it's so small. <laughs> so what we have is a six by six, six foot by six foot backdrop. Works great for clubs. Looks great in the soda bar. When you take it to Soma and the deviates are playing after you, it's the size of the E in their name. <laughs> There. So you see, D it's actually, it's actually still shorter than the E. It's, <laughs> it's ador it's adorable. I yeah. saw that in the video. I didn't think it looked bad, but maybe that was just Mario working his magic a little bit. It was all Mario magic. Certain <laughs> angles. <laughs> Mario saying he was trying to take it out. Yeah, sounds like it was pretty it's bad. Right? Fun. It was fun, yeah. man. You turn around, yeah. you look at it, and it's like. We learned real quick to be prepared after yep. that one. Yeah. We're like, that ain't happening again. Yeah. <laughs> now you have a big man. Yeah, Not that big. It's in the works. But. Now you have a bigger one. Okay. We got a giant one coming. We got a bigger one the other bigger. day. Bigger. Go big. What's a favorite hobby outside of music? Steve, I think we know yours. Dirt bikes. Dirt bikes. Okay. Throw that in there. Uh, cooking. Cool. Cooking. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's right. What, uh, what color belt are you? I'm brown now. Awesome, dude. Congrats. Thank you. Skateboarding, still. Skating. Keep up with Steve? No. Does Steve show you some tricks? I, I'll, throw in a, I'll throw a little slappy in here, there. I'm, not, I'm a cruiser. Now. Okay. I break bones super easy. I'm really good at breaking bones. But awesome. Yeah, just cruise out your butts and just go. Like a Sector around. 9 kind of thing? Like a longboard? Or? No, I'm no. still. Short. I, I, have a, I have a Steve Caballero band this skateboard. <laughs> yeah. We got to get some more sessions going. Yeah. Yeah. Let's empty Troy's pool and get yeah. gnarly. Yeah. You know, you're not the first one to say that. When I said uh, Steve Caballero is coming over, into your pool, that's the first thing I fucking hear. thousand <laughs> oh, dollars of water, okay. Yeah, right? I, I would though, bro. Next time. <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs> let me scope the transitions first and then let you know. You might, it might be a waste of time and money and water. I emptied mine out and I thought it was skatable by looking at it. And when it, when the water was gone, it was very difficult. Do, do you ever do it? I have the worst habit. Every pool I've ever swam in, I'll go to the deep end and I'll push my feet down the sides and feel the transitions with my feet. I'm always holding on to the wall. Like <laughs> every pool, every pool I've ever swam in. That's funny. Uh, reveal something about yourself that most people wouldn't know. We had someone say that they had uh, three testicles on the podcast. I don't, mm. I don't know if you can beat that. Just a standard two here. Jeez, Chad. <laughs> Jeez, Chad. <laughs> I'm terrible at surfing. Bad surfer? I'm terrible at skateboarding. Me. Okay, are you, Tim? Okay. Yeah, don't put me on a skateboard. I'll hold. Break, break bones worse than Chad. <laughs> I've never been to the desert. 
You live really? in one. Yeah, we live in the desert. No, but like Glamis, like, <laughs> Gordon, Sakatia. You've never been out there. So, like, Steve loves dirt bikes. I love watching it and stuff. Like, I love watching Supercross and stuff. I was terrible, again, good at breaking bones. <laughs> I was horrible on a bike. I could crash on anything. And when you crash on a bike, it's even scarier. It hurts. I, I grew up with a bunch of dirt bike friends out here and stuff that live in the desert. Sure. I was always like, I go out there and I'll, I'll be in a wheelchair. 100% first trip. <laughs> And it's just never like, ooh. Yeah. I've never been to the desert, and I live crazy 30 minutes from it. A lot of uh, desert guys out here in the East County, huh? Yeah. yeah if, I, if, if I went, I would be that quad guy yeah. that everybody was like. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let that happen. Nothing wrong with quads. Really? Yeah, we, don't need quads? Any, we don't need any bad press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One uh, photo of me in a quad, I'm like... <laughs> No, no rollerblades, like no quads. Like bass player wanted. <laughs> no rollerblades, no quads. Any, any quad, <laughs> any rollerblades. Chad pr- tried to bring the scooter out one time yeah. at the skate park, and like, no, can't do it. <laughs> he he can do sick three sixties on that thing though. Got a red tail, <laughs> like a razor scooter. <laughs> razor scooter? Or what was it? <laughs> oh, you're, he's, okay. that's his fact. Is he has a lot of scooters. <laughs> he's semi pro uh, scooter rider. <laughs> that's rad. Sure, you don't have a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Nice having you, dudes. Thanks again for being here. Uh, five-year goal, man. Five-year goal for your thing. Five albums. <laughs> five-year goal? That, um, that just made me sweat a little bit. Yeah, um, Come on, we can do it. I guess for me. One yeah. album a year. Make it the job. Make, yeah. Make it the job. Draw some income. It'd be good. Travel. Tour. To me, it's like not forgetting this. Like, if it gets hectic or it gets... We're going to be spending a lot more time with each other coming up, especially 2022 is looking pretty crazy. Is just not forgetting the process and that we keep enjoying each other. Keep Five it fun. years from yep. now, yep, exactly. we're all going to like each other like we do right now. Any music videos in the works? Any new albums in the works? EPs? Recordings? I think we've, we've done songs. We've done three videos now out of a 12-song CD? There's 12? We got two more in the works. Mario is agreed to do videos for every song. <laughs> and then at the end, we're going to put them all together on a DVD box set. Actually, Laserdisc. Yeah. Limited edition. It's a good idea. We're going to convince Mario to do video for every song. <laughs> you know, for he free. doesn't know this yet. This for is the first free, time he's right? hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to do one with Toby with, in Avalanches, but I hurt my back and uh, we weren't able to do it. It was a barbecue that we were going to do. Yeah. I'd like to see one for Carousel. Fucking get up there on a Carousel, set up all your equipment. It's coming. Round and that's, round. That's it's, in the works, It's in the works yeah. right now. It's that'd coming. It's going to be a fun one. Go down to Balboa Park, dude, in that Carousel. Right. Oh, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> epic. It's funny because Blink-182 has a, a song called they Carousel. Mm-hmm. Was there a video for that? Oh, yeah. Eminem's, they shot it. So oh, long. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Did that. Yeah, cool. Right on, guys. We're going to move the mics around. We're going to have you perform a couple acoustic songs. Tim, Steve, Chad, Dylan, Urethane, check them out. Music videos, full-length album, Chasing Horizons. 
Good stuff, dudes. Congrats. Thanks for having, Thanks for having Thank us, you. Mike. Yep, let's do it. This episode of Palapalooza is brought to you by Top 40 Guitars and Santee. They sell all the big brands, including Marshall, Fender, PRS, Charvel, and Ernie Ball. They also do amp and guitar repairs with full setups for only $49. Top 40 Guitars is located right down the street from Palapalooza at 8774 Cuyamaca Street, Suite B. Learn more at top40guitars.com. How were your thing? This is Carousel. What? Two, one, two, three, four.
Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Palapalooza.